What's up, beautiful, beautiful human beings? This is all love. My name is Charlie McKee. I'm excited to talk right now. And I'm excited because I had a bad day. I did. I had a bad day yesterday. I had a bad day today. And what I mean when I say bad day is I felt very fatigued. I felt kind of sick, very tired, didn't really have much motivation. And I was kind of just like existing, barely. I was like doing the bare minimum. Anytime I went to go do something that was kind of meaningful to me, I just, I froze. And I'm like, I I don't want to do this. This is stupid. I don't want to do anything, right? (laughs) And this is something that happens to me every so often, especially it's winter. I can cut myself a break. I don't need to try to over explain myself to myself. So that's something I had to keep in mind. But anyway, I realized today after binge watching multiple movies (laughs) that I was avoiding. I was avoiding something. I wasn't telling myself the truth and I had to have a talk with myself. And I realized this because every time I was alone, or I had space to like do my thing, I was distracting myself with either social media or with a movie or with on my computer kind of pretending to do something that I want to do, but really just like (laughs) flipping through the tabs and losing track of where I was going and then flipping to another tab and then, you know, trying to retrace my steps. So basically the whole day, I didn't feel very productive as in I didn't feel like I was doing much of anything and I felt shame and guilt around that. And I was like, this is stupid. So I'm sitting on the couch after watching multiple shows and I I felt uh, antsy, antsy. I felt kind of jittery and like I needed to do something when I wasn't watching or being stimulated by something. So that's a huge sign for me. It could be a huge sign for you. A lot of us don't even know that this is happening because we're so used to stimulation. A lot of us, our entire day revolves around stimulation. And so we might be feeling off or not present or disassociating, daydreaming. And we just think that this is normal. And we're like, oh, I'm just kind of barely existing. I watched The Pursuit of Happiness today fantastic movie i've only ever seen this once before and i was it was a while ago um and it's a great movie and the mom was it in in this one actually it wasn't even that is a good movie but i watched another movie um one that i could try to nap through and it was the edge of 17 which is a solid movie it's pretty good has some good humor um but i really just wanted to take a nap and have something playing in the background because I was avoiding and I needed that stimulation. Um, But I ended up just watching the whole movie anyway, as some of you might (laughs) resonate with that. Um, But the mom in this movie, she said something that really opened my eyes. And she said something along the lines of, you know, sweetie, she was talking to her kid and her kid was being a dick. And she's like, you know, sweetie, Uh, sometimes when I'm stressed, what I do to calm myself is close my eyes and tell myself that everyone is just as miserable, uh, what'd she say, in, in, in empty as I am. They're just better at pretending that 
they're not. And I totally butchered that, but that is basically what she said. And when she said that, I got sad because I, I felt that as somewhat of a truth for most people, at least in the Western world, that a lot of us just feel like everyone is empty and everyone feels like there's no hope or there's no point. Everyone is just this robot doing their thing that they have to do in order to live another day. And we're all just pretending to be okay. And I, I have had many conversations with people who feel this. And so when I heard that line, I was like, Jesus, that's sad. And then I tapped into myself and I'm like, oh my God, I feel empty. And that is not something that is usual for me. And it happens, of course, but I usually don't distract myself from it. I, I am usually... I have been very good at at pinpointing it and seeing it, but I think I have distracted myself from this and avoided it for the past few days that when I heard that and when I reflected on it, I was just like, oh shit, she's calling me out, you know? And, and so in this situation, here, I'm going to give you a metaphor really quick. This metaphor, basically the movie made me reflect, thankful for that. I started recording my reflection because I felt like there was something that was kind of bigger. Maybe you want to call it a shadow. Maybe you want to call it an insecurity. Maybe you want to call it, I would call it a big block. I have this block right now creatively on doing something that I know I believe in and for some reason I'm just not doing it. So I, the movie made me come in here into my room and start talking as I do so well. And I videotaped this, so I'm gonna link the video to this, uh, to this audio, and it's on YouTube. Um, And basically, I'm just going through a real-time self-reflection and and kind of asking myself these self-inquiry questions that make me think deeper. And I think it's really important for people, if they don't know how to do this themselves, to watch this process because a lot of us think that it's just like, okay, I ask this question and then I see what answer comes up and that's it. Then I'm done. Or maybe I ask another question regarding that question. And, you know, it's very structured. But in this video, you see me like really feeling into it and then challenging myself to ask more questions. And I wasn't doing it necessarily with the purpose of giving it to people, but I was doing it um, because I, I do this for myself to watch it over. I get inspired by myself and when I'm able to talk to myself, why not just put a camera up if I can still do it in a genuine way and hopefully I can create something or capture something that might inspire at least one other person. So. I, when I was talking, I realized this metaphor and this metaphor, I think can resonate with everyone. So I could be wrong, but stick with me on this one. So you're in bed, you're a kid, you're a cute little kid, chilling in bed, lights off, trying to, trying to fall asleep. But all of a sudden you notice that your closet door is creaked open just a little bit. It's dark in there and you feel something staring at you. You feel it, it's piercing your soul. 
Maybe you hear a crack in the floorboard and you're like, oh, fuck this shit. So one option, you could hide your head underneath the blanket, pretend like it's not there, out of sight, out of mind. You don't need to see it. You don't need to know about it. Maybe build a little pillow fort around you. You are protected by the pillow gods. But most likely, at least for me, I'm still thinking like, okay, the door's still open. It can still see me. Maybe it's getting closer to me every second. Oh my God. And my heart is beating so fucking fast. Anxiety. Okay. That's option one. Option two is I run fucking slam this door shut kick that motherfucker shut run back to my bed who feels safe okay hopefully the monsters can't open the door hopefully they don't have thumbs we're good we're safe but for me i'm still sitting in my bed like okay every crack i hear every time i hear something that sounds like a door which my brain will just make up to make me go fucking crazy i'm going to think that this monster is coming for me fuck you know option three this one is this one is you know pretty courageous i must say you get up with all the power in your soul and you go turn the lights on grab a flashlight whatever you open that door like you own this motherfucking house you say what's up monsters who the fuck is in here you take a look around you, you shuffle around everything. Make sure you check underneath the motherfucking, you know, dirty clothes on the ground. Whatever it is. Okay, you're like, okay, safe. No monsters in here. Now you can go to bed. Peace of mind. Door closed. I can sleep tight. Right? And of course, you might still have a thought. That, you know, a thought might come in your mind like, oh shit. Maybe I didn't check hard enough. Maybe it's still in there. But it's, you know, that thought is probably now a lot further out of your mind than it was when the door was just open and you were just pretending like it wasn't there. The same thing happens that this is crazy. The same thing happens with our insecurities, with our fears, with our with our shadows. And a lot of us, including myself the past few days, pretend like the door is not like out of sight out of mind i'm hiding from it i'm running from it not gonna look at it don't even want to think about it because thinking about it means that i have to do something about it and i'm gonna pretend like i am all good i'm gonna hide under my covers all good and when you do that when i did that our anxiety is still there and all of a sudden we're like why am i anxious why do I feel off? Why do I not feel aligned? Why am I feeling like so, so nasty? I'm feeling nauseous. I feel tight. I feel angry or maybe just like frustrated, whatever it is, you're feeling off. And when you go and you look what's in the closet, you go and you turn the lights on, you look at your shadows, there might be a motherfucking monster in there. But that monster, I can tell you right now, is so much more scary when the lights are off and when you cannot see it. When you're hiding from it and running from it, things are always scarier when you're running from it. You ever run from a dog, but it's not chasing you at the beginning, it's just kind of chilling there, then you start running and the dog starts running after you, and you're like, oh my fucking God, and it gets like terrifying. 
because now it's barking and fucking like snapping at your ankles. But if you just stop and you turn around and you get down on his level, maybe the dog will still kind of come at you. But more than likely, if it's a trained dog, it'll just chill. It'll just be like, hey, what's up, homie? (laughs) I thought we were playing, you know? So when we run from things, the anxiety continues to build. But when we go in the closet, we go see what the monster is. The only way we can navigate our shadows and we can learn how to feel better, how to release, how to get through and past, how to understand is by seeing it. If we don't even know what it is, if we're running from it so much that we don't even acknowledge that it's there, then how the fuck are we supposed to start to feel better? There's going to be more and more monsters added into that closet until you're just running from fucking everything. You are avoiding everything in your life. So when you go and look at it, it might feel fucking scary. But what I suggest to do is go stare at it in the motherfucking eye. Say, hey, dude, I see you. I acknowledge that you're in my closet. I acknowledge you. I'm putting a light on you. What do you need right now? What do you need? What do you need to say to me? Are you here to hurt me? Are you here to guide me? Are you here to teach me? Who are you, monster? <sighs> that shit's so powerful. Because at first, it is a lot. It's, it's pretty... Uh, it's, it's intimidating at first and it doesn't feel good. And I expressed this in the video that I made. Um, I was, I was feeling like very, very anxious and I couldn't stop moving around. And I was like, you know, I feel really gross right now. Like I feel actually disgusting. Um, and it's, I, I felt gross before, but right now I'm letting that grossness kind of move through me. And so my whole body feels gross. So it doesn't feel good in like this this uh conventional way but it feels good knowing that you're allowing it to move and we're going back to the basics right now that emotion is energy in motion and if we do not let this emotion our fears our insecurities if we don't let that shit express and move it will be bottled up and start fucking getting all tense inside of you and that's not good for anybody so go open up that closet door go talk to those fucking monsters go see what's up they're not even that bad they're just there to teach you to guide you to warn you and they're there to be loved so give them some love basically what i realized today because i want to humanize myself i want to this is the whole thing this is why i like being a coach this is why i like talking because i'm not just talking shit that i heard you know alan watts or fucking carl young or esther hicks talk about i'm not just listening to like consuming all of this beautiful beautiful poet poetry of how to get closer to yourself and then spewing that back out to other people i feel like i am just like kicking myself down in the trenches to understand what's in the trenches and you know i want to be very very clear real quick little sidebar the trenches i'm talking about i know that they're not trenches compared to the majority of the world so i just want to be very very clear i'm an incredibly privileged person the trenches that i put myself in are not you know please don't confuse that with like trenches of economic trenches and you know i'm living in a very privileged little beautiful cottage very safe you know just want to be super clear that i'm not trying to compare myself to uh people who live in 
places that they have to live to survive. I'm not in that situation at all. But what I am saying is I really try to live out what I'm saying. I really try to practice exactly what I'm preaching because, I, yeah, that's the only way I can really talk is by experiencing. So glad I got that out of the way. <laughs> it's cancel culture, guys. I want to be very clear and I want to be very sensitive and if at all I'm being ignorant, if at all you feel me as ignorant, I would love for you guys, and this isn't your job, but if you desire to, I would love to hear so I can learn. I think that is the only way we can really learn from our ignorance is if we understand that we're being ignorant. And of course, like I said, it's not anyone's job to tell me I'm ignorant, but it'll give me a perspective so I can understand what I'm doing and saying that might trigger some people. So another thing, little, another little sidebar over there. <sighs> nice. So my stepdad said this, this uh, metaphor the, a while ago, actually. And one of the, the childhood traumas, the, the patterns that I saw, I always went in was being a people pleaser and just agreeing with people, even if I disagreed. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're so smart. You're right absolutely i agree so that was like one thing that i've been working on a lot this last year and what i've learned is how to say you know what? i actually disagree with that and here's why i'm not saying that you're wrong but can i give you another perspective and my my stepdad said something along the lines of like you know when i was growing up i used to tell people all the time that uh what did he say it was really good like he's like you're driving a car and there's, there's trenches, uh, you have to be incredibly aware of, of the big trenches and, and avoid them at all cost. Um, because if you get stuck in the trench, then you're stuck, right? And, and I got what he was saying, like be aware of what's going on, make sure you don't fall into the, you know, the little, little pockets um, and keep yourself in check, absolutely. But I was like, you know what, dude, I disagree. And he's like, oh, enlighten me. And I was like, well, I think that if you just avoid these trenches, they're going to keep popping up and you're going to get tired being hyper aware all the time of what to do and what not to do. But what if you understood where those trenches came from? My mom taught me a very long time ago that maybe there's a problem at the bottom of the river, but if you keep working at the bottom of the river, then the problem's going to keep happening because the problem is actually at the very, very top where the river starts. So you have to go up to the top and see where the problem is, and then that will fix the problem at the bottom. Um, and I, I'm very blessed that she taught me this. And so I'm like, you know, if these trenches keep popping up, now you're avoiding everything. Now you're just going in circles. But what if you understood where the trenches were coming from? What if you got down in the trench and started filling them in? And what if you, you started fixing it and acknowledging that they're there? And he's like, oh, shit. So, um, fuck, I had a point on that one. I try to, to go into my trenches. I try to be aware of them and understand what's going on. And through that, I think that I have some really fucking cool epiphanies and I'm able to share them with people. So I, in this video... I realized that I have this block creatively because right now I'm, I'm, I wrote this free ebook. 
Um, it's basically like, what's next? You're starting this self-awareness, mindfulness path, and you don't really know what to do next. Um, you know, it kind of starts by saying like, it's starting to get lonely. And that's something that's very natural and regular um, that I hear a lot of people say that I've experienced and most of my clients have experienced is it's, it's lonely. It's a lonely path. So it starts with that and then self-inquiry questions, things to ask yourself, things to be aware of, look at your attachment styles, what does that mean, how do you navigate attachment styles, it's just very basic, very general stuff, but I believe in all of it, I fucking live and breathe this shit, I believe in it, and that's what I'm saying is like, I try to live it out, because I believe in it so much and it's helped me so much that I want to teach, I want to guide, and I want to help people understand that there's more to, you know, that there's other options. So, you know, like a lot of us don't even know how to tap into these questions and how to begin with self-inquiry. And I know that I had a hard time doing it, but it just took a lot of looking up. What does this mean? How do you do this? Where do you go with like CBT? What's NLP? Like looking up all these different types of therapeutic, um, I mean, therapies and learning how to do it myself. Of course, again, I've said this in multiple podcasts. I am not a licensed therapist. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm just a human being who really is intrigued by all of this and tries to practice as much as I can. So this isn't advice on how to be absolutely happy. (laughs) Like this isn't a guaranteed thing. Anyway, trying to write this book, realize that I am putting in just like minimal effort. I wrote it. I didn't really edit it. I had a lot of spelling problems, a lot of punctuation problems. I didn't really do any animation or any kind of illustration inside of it. It's not artistic. <laughs> it's just it's just words. It's the basics, which I love. I love that. And so I realized that I'm kind of like fluctuating between should I make this my top priority and should I go all in or should I just keep it incredibly simple and basic because that's kind of how I feel it so I've been feeling a block on this and I realized that every time I went to go write or do something with it my body would get tired I'm like I don't want to do it I'm giving up I'm gonna close the computer and go watch a movie you know Um, and so that's what kind of led me down here, had this huge epiphany. If you want to go watch the video, you can, it had to do with perfectionism and understanding where my perfectionism comes from and if it's masked, if it's genuine, what it means. And I was breaking down the walls left and motherfucking right. And it felt so good. It felt so good and so uncomfortable. It was juicy as fuck. So, guys, women, all those in between and all those outside of all that is in between, go open up your motherfucking closets, turn the lights on, go be acquainted with the monsters and shadows and insecurities that hide within. They are not there to harm you. They are not there to scare you. They are not there to attack you in the middle of the night. When you're not looking, they're not a weakness. They are not bad for you. They are not anything to be ashamed of. 
They are beautiful little pieces of you that just desire some validation, love, care, and to be acknowledged that they exist. So go do that for yourself. Go take a look at that video I just posted on YouTube. It's it's entertaining. It's kind of everywhere. It's a little <laughs> little chaotic as I am. Um, but I think it's it's genuine and it, it shows my very uh my process it shows my process so uh yeah go take a look see if you want but yeah i already feel so much better like i was feeling i was feeling down but just after that one talk i started to feel so alive and i started to feel very grateful and very happy and very energized. And now here I am talking in to a microphone to people that I don't know. <sighs> That's right. That's right. Well, I appreciate you guys listening to this episode. I hope you guys are having a beautiful day. Filling your day with love, gratitude. Remember that this too shall pass, but we have to allow it to pass. In order to allow it to pass, we have to let it go. In order to let it go, we have to know what it means to us. And by knowing what it means to us, we can understand where it comes from and then challenge the beliefs of where it comes from and what it means. I Yeah, don't worry about that. That, that was a big, that was a tongue twister right there. Um, anyway, this too shall pass, my homie. All is good. Blessings are headed your way. Ah. <sighs>